here's the story about cheese, please. If you like your music silly, gonna get what you need. Celebs who thought they could sing crazy remakes and kids tunes. Nothing Seacrest would play anywhere else. These songs would be teased, but we love them for their quirks. And so will you on cheese, please. Cheese, please. Oh, yeah, it's cheese, please. Cheese, please. Here are your hosts, Snarf Dude and Daffodil. On the road again. Can't wait for get on the road. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not, I'm not, uh, wait. I'm on the road here in the van. You're also on the air. Oh, that's right. I pushed the button. My name is Snarf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and you are listening to Cheese Please. Bringing you the wacky, warped, and weird every week as we are on the road in our van with the plan to find cheesy music wherever we can. Flea markets, garage sales... Um, dumpsters. No, <laughs> we can't forget dumpsters. Every so often we do well with thrift stores, too. Uh, uh, wherever we can find cheese, even on the Internet. Yes, because that's another interesting place these days where cheese can be located. Indeed. As we focus this week on You Tell Me It's a Really Bomb Movie, right? Well, I'll tell you. When I was a very little daffodil, yes, I saw this movie in the movie theater. Oh, yes. Because it came out in 1967. Yes. And I probably saw it sometime in the early 70s. Okay. As a Saturday matinee in a theater that burned to the ground in the town where I grew up. But. But I digress. (laughs) But did you talk to the animals like Dr. Doolittle did? I wanted to learn to talk to animals. Yes. It's a cutting room floor profile this week on the 1967 movie Dr. Doolittle. On top of that, we have... A Catbox cover song of a disco hit. Yeah, I know. We're sorry, but <laughs> you know what? It's cheese, please. We have to do these things. It's a Catbox cover song. Come on. We don't play those a lot. No. Yeah, but we're starting off with our favorite guy, one of our favorite guys. Anyway, Klaus Wunderlich. Did I say that right? Yeah. No and, one ever complains. And his take on the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Oh, dear. Shortly, we'll have Hey Jude and Saved by the Bell, I believe. Yes, that's a medley. He always does medleys for some reason. But we're starting off, we're going to get real raunchy with Honky Tonk Women. Klaus Wunderlich on... Cheese, please! Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen. Those words were spoken by an electronic computer. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer to. I'm crazy, all for the love of you.
Please, with Klaus Wunderlich and, uh, Hey Jude. After that, Save by the Bell in that medley. But before that, I forgot to mention, I was so focused on Honky Tonk Women. Uh, but it was a medley Honky Tonk Women and Heather Honey by Klaus Wunderlich. Man, he really combines songs that really shouldn't be combined very well. Yes. Absolutely. My name is Starf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and you are definitely listening to Cheese Please. The Wacky Warped and Weird every week on the road here? Yes, and now we're going to head off to the movies. Cheese Please. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Indeed we are, but you know, um, uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Doolittle, the 1967 movie as, uh, well, who started in that? Um, Rex Harrison. That's it. That's it. I just flipped my mind there. I was focused on getting candy as soon as the movie's about to start. Or the records, anyway. Samantha Egger. Okay, Samantha Egger. Anthony Newley. Whoa, big stars on the Fox label, or 20th Century Studios, I have to say now. And I'm going to tell you two very important things about this movie. We might talk about it a little bit more. Sure. It was supposed, the budget was $6 million. Yes. It went well over eighteen million in oh. dollars from like nineteen sixties, so that was a lot. Oh. In the box office, it only earned six point two million. Oh. So technically, it was a big box office bomb. Oh. It even got negative critical reviews. Really. But the studio intensely lobbied this movie so well, it earned nine Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture. Really. And it won for Best Original Song and Best Visual Effects. What was the song? I knew you were going to ask me that, and I don't actually know. I'm going to guess it's called Talk to the Animals. It's a good possible guess. We'll look into that. We might know that after we play some songs. Yes, uh, we'll hear Talk to the Animals shortly, but we're starting off... I've never seen anything like that. No, that's the title. Right here on... Cheese, please! I mean, I've seen the world, I've been around I can tell you stories that would quite astound you I'm not a fool, I went to school I've been from Liverpool to Istanbul Istanbul, I'm no fool And anyone will tell you that I'm sharper than a knife But I've never seen anything like it in my life It's a push me pull you, is it? Well, I've never seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it in my life I've seen them all, I could tell you stories that would quite enthrall you I know me job, pleasing the mob I give them what they want for just two bob, just two bob Well, that's my job, but this is so fantastic I can't wait to tell the wife Gertie, you've never seen anything like it in your life You've never seen anything like it I've never seen anything like it You've never seen anything like it in your life Every wonder in the world I've seen the Colosseum in Rome And the Acropolis I made the biggest blunder in the world Cause I've never seen anything quite like this I 
come down to earth. I tell you straight. I can tell you stories that would fascinate you. I know the trade. I know the tricks. Here, I once bought an elephant for two pounds six. Two pounds six. Forty tricks. But before you push me, pull you, I'd pay three pounds. Four pounds. Never seen anything like it, that's alive. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it in all my life. Two's company, but three's a group. When one of the three is a radio. Imagine it, chatting to a chimp in chimpanzee. Imagine talking to a tiger, chatting to a cheetah. Oh, what a neat achievement that would be. If we could talk to the animals, learn their languages, maybe take an animal degree. I'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, guinea pig and flea. I would converse in polar bear and python. And I would curse in fluent kangaroo. If people asked me, can you speak rhinoceros? I'd say, of course I can. Can't you? <laughs> if I conferred with our furry friends, man to man, think of the amazing repartee. If I could walk with the animals, talk with the animals, Grunt and squeak and squawk with the animals. And they could talk to me. If I consulted with quadrupeds, think what fun we'd have asking over crocodiles for tea. Or maybe lunch with two or three lions, walruses or sea lions. What a lovely place the world would be. with intellectual llamas. That's a big step forward, you'll agree. I'd learn to speak in antelope and turtle. My Pekingese would be extremely good. If I were asked to sing in hippopotamus, I'd say why not of us, and would. If I could parley with pachyderms, it's a fairy tale worthy of Hans Anderson or Grimm. A man who walks with the animals, talks with the animals, grunts and squeaks and squawks with the animals. Polynesia, just think of it. And they could talk to me. Keys, please, with none other than Dr. Doolittle himself. Talk to the animals. That is the song that won the Academy Award. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. That's the most famous song from the movie that made no money. Uh, before that, we had Albert's Blossom, or Albert Blossom, and I've never seen anything like that. 
Well, Hollywood did. Two times after that. Two the whole thing. different takes on the same kind of theme. Oh. Um, there was one in 1998-ish with okay. Eddie Murphy. Okay. And then later, someone playing his daughter. So there was like a series of Dr. Doolittle movies oh. that involved Eddie Murphy and company. And then more recently, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. played Dr. Doolittle. That one did very well at the box office. It's kind of funny, considering the fact that it was a bomb in 1967, the first version, with Rex Harrison, Samantha Algar, and others, that they yes. wanted to do a reboot. That's kind of weird. That's not typical Hollywood. It was the seventh highest grossing film of 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> with $251.4 million, but it was still considered to be a commercial failure. So, Really? Even yeah, in 2020? because it had negative reviews from critics. Oh. It was nominated for Golden Raspberry Awards, oh. including Worst Picture, Worst Prequel, Remake, Rip-Off, or Sequel. Who pays attention to critics? I mean, really. I just like what I like. Pretentious people pay attention to critics, perhaps. I know. I just like what I like. That's I don't know. My name is Surf Dude. And I'm Daffodil, and you are definitely listening to Cheese Please, your weekly dose of the wacky, the warped, and the weird, also known as your tornado on the radio. Yes, and rambling on every so often. You know? That's you, not me. <laughs> Fine. It's time for this, though. Cat Blocks Clever Songs. Songs so bad. Get out the kitty litter. They should have been berries. Easy, kitty. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, jeez! That's why I hate playing that thing. It scares me. Oh, although that is a good version of ourselves in the echo chamber there, whatever I did with that. Yes. Anyway, we're playing this week. It was, uh, what was it? The uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's what it was. Had a hit with Get Down Tonight in yes. the mid-1970s. Dodson and Company... Not so much. Right here on... Cheese, please.
Please, please, with Dots and the Company, they're getting down tonight. Okay, okay, um, maybe not quite a Catbox cover song. It was interesting. Well, it isn't karaoke night at the local bar quality. Yes, and it's not exactly bury it in the litter box and never see it again quality either. Uh. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a win-win. Exactly. My name is Starfdoo. And I'm Daffodil, and yep, still cheese, please. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're digging these fascinating facts about Dr. Doodlittle. Are you, like, obsessed with this or something? Well, in the middle of the release of the film, yes. the press started drawing attention to the fact that there was some quote-unquote racist content in the oh. books. And then there were demands to have the books removed from public schools while the movie was in the theaters. Oh, 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 oh wow. According to studio records, the film needed to make $31,275,000 in rentals to break even. Yeah. And by December of 1970, it had made a total of $16.3 Oh, wow. So this is this is like uh, 1967-ish. Yes. They were complaining about this. Yes. That would be a big deal. These days, it's sort of like, yeah, whatever's going on Twitter, you know, someone's going to complain. Exactly. And the whole thing about this campaign to get Oscar nominations for a movie that sucked. Yes. What 20th Century Fox did is in January and February of 1968, they booked 16 consecutive nights of free screenings of Dr. Doolittle and provided dinner and champagne to Academy members who came to see the movie. That's Dr. Doolittle, not Doolitter. You're Doc- mixing them up. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean to tell me they were just like uh, free movie and uh, vote, vote, vote? Free movie and have all this champagne and see how much better the movie is when you have champagne while you're watching it. Oh, wow. I and they got a whole bunch of nominations. And they still lost money. Yes. Oh, wow. You know, Disney took that over, man. Disney would not lose money. No, 100%. Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Disney Didn't Disney buy Fox a few years ago? Yes. Well, there we go. They own it. So now it, now that makes, you know, the, the push-me-pull-me with the llama with two heads, yes. Disney Princess. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Okay, it's about time. We're going to end off things. Look at that. I'm looking at the clock. You're talking and, oh. Yes, again, tornado on the radio. Yes. Open the box. Okay, here we go. Whoa. It's a glove compartment, not a box. Yeah. Some people call it the dashboard box. Yeah. Either way. We're ending off the show this week with Paul Whiteman and his orchestra and something you've probably said in your lifetime. Aha. Aha. I hear the ding. little ding. Yeah, and the little light bulb over my head when I say that. Aha. Oh, well, okay, fine. Anyway, uh, that was actually what the song was called. So we're going to play it. Until next week, folks. Have fun, stay cheesy, come back again for more shenanigans.
begging for a kid. Aha! I knew could come to live. You made me learn to love you, yes, until you made me learn to hate you. I prove and I kill. Aha! You used to doubt me too. Was you who was untrue? You broke me heart to pieces. It had no chance to mend. You even used me for to run away with me best friend. Aha! <laughs> you used to aha me, but now I'm gonna aha you. <laughs> sample of the wacky, the warped, and the weird was produced by Snarf Dude and Daffodil but was originally created by Snarf Dude and Moondog for Scottsdale and Production. Drop by the website anytime online at www.chezeplezee.com I'm Uncle Skeeter inviting you back next week as we help to spread the cheese. <laughs>